0: And this, glory to God. Blessings to you all. We, amen. We bless you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. For all that he has done in us, for us, and through us. This is Tuesday night. This is Bible study. Man, want to set your heart and mind to study and to know the word of God in the name of Jesus. I'm going to start a series of teaching that I believe is going to help empower us for the times to come. Amen. We're praying and asking the Lord to give us the spirit of Issachar, of the sons of Issachar, that we may understand the times and be able to tell Israel or the people of God what to do, that we may understand the times and be able to tell the people what to do, the times we are living in. So we're going to begin a series of teaching. Uh, Its overall title will be How to Usher in Revival, How to Help Usher in Revival. And so we'll be doing a series of teaching under that heading, dealing with uh, the time that we're living in. We recognize that God is moving strong by his spirit, praise God. So it takes us consciously, scripturally, to work intelligently with God uh, to uh, help accomplish what he's purposing to do in the earth realm. Amen. And I don't want to be a part of whatever he's doing. Amen. Our first scripture reading tonight will come out of Hosea, the sixth chapter, verse one, two, and three, that in the New King James Version. And then we're going to Isaiah 57 and uh, verse 15 through 21, also in the New King James Version. Amen. And then also the book of Acts, the third chapter. So we got a pretty lengthy beginning, but I think it's relevant and necessary for where we're going how to help usher in revival. Praise God. Some, one part of it is automatic. The other part of it, we have to, amen, get involved. Praise God with what God is doing. Hosea chapter six, verse one, two, and three in the New King James Version says, come, let us return to the Lord. For he has torn, but he will heal us. Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn, but he will heal us. He has stricken, amen, but he will bind us up. After two days, he will revive us. And on the third day, raise us up. Glory to God, that we may live in his sight. Amen. Let us, let us know. Let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. He is going forth and establishing as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, like the latter and the former rain. Hosea, that's chapter 6, verse 1, 2, and 3. Isaiah now, chapter 57, verse 15 through 21, amen, in the New King James Version. It says, for thus says the high and lofty one who who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and lofty place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones glory to god amen for i will not contend or be angry forever nor will i always be angry praise god for the spirit would fail before me and the souls which i have i have made for the iniquity of his covenants i will glory to god i will be angry and strike strike you and hide and he and I was angry and he went on blacksliding in his, in the heart of his ways praise god verse verse 18 I will I have seen his ways and I will heal him I will also lend him and restore comfort to him and to to his mourners I create the fruit of the lips peace peace to him who is afar to him who is a near Amen, says the Lord. I will heal him, but the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up myrrh and dirt. Glory to God. There is no peace, says, the, says God, for the wicked. Amen, says God for the wicked. Acts 17 and 21 says, yet now, brethren, I know that you did it in ignorance to my crucified the prince of life, to my Christ himself. Also, I mean, as did all, as did also your your rulers. Verse 18, but those things which God foretold by the mouth of all of his prophets that Christ would suffer, has amen thus fulfilled. Verse 19, and that's our point. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out so that a time of refreshing might come from the presence of the Lord and that he might send Jesus Christ, whom, amen, whom was preached to you before, amen, whom heaven must receive until the end of the restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all of his prophets since the world began. Glory to God. That's in our reading. Amen. We are standing church in a very pivotal pivotal time in the life of the church. We are in a very delicate time in the time of the church. It can be exciting, but at the same time, it has to be a time that we've learned from in the text and a time that we understand what the Lord requires of us. <clears throat> this is not something that he's doing just automatically. We have to get in a posture, in a mindset, amen, in a, in a spirit to receive and to help usher in this time of revival and restoration. Praise God. This is our mandate. This is our assignment. We must humble ourselves uh, unto the Lord so that we can, we, can, we can become servants of his to usher in this time that we're living in, amen. And uh, it is a great stirring In the spirit. Isaiah says that the high and lofty one inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. He says, I dwell in the high holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of his contrite ones. Praise God. And so humility is one of the most essential parts of, amen, ushering ushering in revival. We can't do it in the spirit of pride and loftiness. We got to do it in prayer and fasting, humble ourselves before the Lord, amen, and we're gonna see great and mighty things in this last hour, praise God. However, we must work intelligently with God, amen, to make this thing become uh, a reality, maximize in the moment, praise God. The Bible says that our people perish for the lack of knowledge. Amen. Equally, at the same time, beloved, there are lying spirits, the spirit of deception, alluring spirits, amen, which is designed to draw us away, trick us away, designed to uh, keep us distracted so that we miss this time in God. Amen. So the key point that we have to, amen, uh, understand and apply this hour is discipline and focus. Because if the enemy is purposing to draw you away from the things of God, you got to know that, amen, God means something really, really powerful that, the, that your adversary don't want us to see. Glory to God. Amen. So there's all kinds of spirits out there, all kinds of voices. There are all kinds of stuff that's going on. But beloved, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirit. See whether it be of God or not. There are all kinds of spirits, all kinds of voices, and their desire is to keep the church occupied, amen, until the Lord come and then catch us with our work undone. We have to focus. Prayer keeps us current in the spirit, amen. Sometimes fasting in prayer, but it keeps us current in the spirit, both personally and corporately. I want to say that again. Prayer keeps us current. It keeps us, amen, checking and see where we are. What have I done? What have I completed? What did the Lord give to me, amen, uh, to complete corporately and individually? What's my gift? Am I doing what the gift, amen, calls for? Am I, am I, am I fulfilling my, quote unquote, so to speak, job requirements that I got from the Lord? Praise God. Amen, and so prayer keeps us focused on our God-given assignments until they're done. That's why it's important to take pen into your prayer time. When God give you an assignment, write it down, post it up, praise God, and then go back and manifest it. Just don't have notes with no intentions on it. I say again, just don't have a lot of notes that you don't have any intentions attached to it. You don't have any to-do list. What next? Praise God. Making that revelation that God gave you a reality. I want to say again, we got to make that revelation that God gave us in prayer, amen, and in our spirit, amen, a reality. We have to make it a reality. So we just, the notes have to come off the page. That just can't be, amen, the stack of <laughs> notes, stack of spirals with all that revelation, but yet, We've done nothing with it. This is important for us. Praise God. What does it mean to be revived? What does it mean? Amen. And uh, we're going to talk about that for a minute. Amen. Webster says to revive means to bring back to life or consciousness, to resuscitate. Glory to God. We're in the spirit where God is bringing us back to life, to back to our conscious. Praise God. Because of the... Uh, the the, uh, life-robbing effects of sin. In a mind on sin, amen, it creates a darkness and an enmity against God. Romans 8 said that that mind of sin is enmity. It's against God. It can't serve God, amen. It has a rotting effect. It has a, amen, an effect like an orange or apple with a bad place. Sooner or later, it's just consumed, amen. It just don't stay on one side, consumes the whole fruit, praise God. So revival, to revive means to bring back to life, praise God. Operating, it's possible to operate, amen, with the name of God and yet be dead in our spirit, to be revived. Another definition says that, amen, it is to give new health, that's good, strength or, or of spirit, to give new health, praise God, to restore to use to restore to use. When the Spirit of the Lord is moving in the hour that uh, we're now uh, we're experiencing now, we see that God is restoring the gifts that have somehow, praise God, went into such a dormant state. Glory to God because of all the things that have transpired, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Praise God. But to revive, by definition, means one of the definition to restore to use. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. And because of all of the things that have happened uh, COVID-wise and all of the things that have transpired um, that we normally would do to keep us active in our spirit, some of that we were not able to do. So it had a dramatic effect on the body of Christ. Amen. So revival, revival refers to a spiritual awakening from a state of dormancy or stagnation from a state of dormancy of stagnation in the believer's life. Glory to God. Amen. Revival, I'm going to say that again, is a spiritual awakening from a state of dormancy of stagnation in the life of a believer. Praise God. We need to be revived, awakened to the things of God. We we praise good. We worship good. We congregate good. Glory to God. But that, that does not mean we have been awakened in our spirit, amen. So it 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 uh it encompasses the following things, and I got about six things we have to run through. The revival does revival restores our amen us to the love of God. Praise God! It it, it, re, it, it resurfaces in our life when we're revived. The love of God resurfaces in our spirit when we're in a period of revival. All of a sudden, we become aware. How far off we really have come. Amen. Love resurfaces with the Spirit is reviving us. That's number one. Number two, amen, an appreciation for God's holiness. What was not even in our mind, in our thought life, certainly not in our vocabulary, and sure enough, not in our steps. An appreciation for God's holiness. We start speaking that thing again. We start embracing it again. Amen. Holiness ridding ourselves of all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, perfecting it in the fear of God, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Glory to God. The third thing that revival brings, a passion for his word and his church, a passion for his word and his church. You're going to receive if you haven't already. Amen. In this season of revival, all of a sudden his word becomes passionate. You become passionate about it in his church. Amen. Even more so, you just can't get enough of reading and sharing the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Revival. What else does it do? It is a. An, it, it brings us to a convicting awareness of personal and corporate sin. There's a difference between a regular awareness and a convicting awareness. When you're convicted about it, you want to do something about it. Praise God. The other awareness is just a passing thought. You know it is wrong. You know it's an issue but not, you're not really convicted by it. Praise God. A convicting awareness of personal and corporate sin. All of a sudden, what you was cool with, you're not cool anymore, amen? You become annoyed real easy in a season of revival. Glory to God, amen. Number five is a spirit of, and we talked about this earlier, a spirit of humility, amen? Where we was walking in great pride, where we was, launching around, parading, amen, strutting like the peacock, coming into the service. Now we're in a place of humility. Just come, want to come and bow before the Lord, amen. Have an Isaiah 6 moment every time we come into worship or we come into prayers, as war is me, for I'm undone. The people around me, they're undone too. Glory to God. It is at that moment when we acknowledge and we humble ourselves and we become, amen, conv- convicted Amen. And aware of the personal and corporate sin, it is that moment that God released angels with tongues, with tongues, with fire, with coal from the altar to purge out. Glory to God. What has got us convicted. Thank you, Father. Amen. And it it brings us back and heals us from that, uh, from that uh, cauterized spirit, what the Bible call a seared conscience, conscience that no longer is convicted by what, what we're doing, amen. So number five, spirit of humility, the other thing is a desire for repentance. All of a sudden in this in this age of revival and this moving of the spirit, all of a sudden we're talking about repentance and we're, amen, we're talking about doing an about face. The scripture says in the book of Acts, repent, so a time, and, amen, and be converted so our sins can be blotted out in a time of refreshing, may come from the throne of God, amen, a refreshing, there will be no refreshing without acknowledging where we've been and a turning of an about face. That word, that repentance in the Greek is threefold, is body, soul, and spirit. It's a turning, it's a turning emotionally, it is a, it is a turning directionally, physically, it's a turning of the spirit away from. Praise God, not your body here and your mind on the other side of town, it is a loathing of it. Praise God. David said, what things will gain to me, I count loss that I may win Christ and I count them, amen, but rubbish, amen, dung. I don't look back at my uh, my old life that was killing me and reminisce and miss it like an old lover. Glory to God, amen, a desire for repentance. So that's those six things, amen. Let's recap, amen. A resurfacing of the love of God happens in revival, An appreciation of God's holiness happened while we were being revived. A passion for God's word, for his word and his church in revival. A, A convincing awareness of personal and corporate sin. That's number four. Number five, a spirit of humility. And number six, a desire for repentance. Glory to God. Amen. A passion for his church, we wanna pause there for a minute, number three. We're not talking about so much as the building. No, amen. The New Testament, when it refers to the ecclesia or ecclesia, never referring to a permanent structure where we come into worship. Always referring to a baptized body of believers, amen, who believe in Jesus Christ and God is their father. Amen. Under the direct under the direction of the Holy Spirit. This is what we're talking about. This is who we we refer to when we say his church. Amen. We can always tell who is and who's not, how much they love the church. Those that come in talking about, I'm just going to get it done and leave because I can't stand them. See, that's a demonic influence. Either you're influenced or possessed by the devil because that's not the DNA of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, amen. generally, revival involves uh, a fresh start it has that connotation, a fresh start, amen, a, with a amen, a clean slate, praise God, amen, that marks the beginning of a life, amen, to amen, a life of obedience to God. It marks the beginning of a new life, hallelujah, amen. Uh, revival does, a fresh start, a clean slate. This is what we're looking at. This is what we're experiencing in the Lord, praise God. If there ever was a season to start over, a fresh start, a clean slate. Amen. The time is now. You, gotta, We got to get in while the wind is blowing. Thank you, Father. Amen. Revival breaks the charm uh, and power of the world. When we revive, it breaks the charm and the power of the world. Amen. There's so much in the church now just so worldly. It it operates as, as though we were still in our old Egyptian ways. So much has crept in. That is worldly. And what does is, what is worldly mean? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. It's that system where, amen, the devil is the little G over that realm. Praise God. We all once were, amen, children of disobedience. Amen. All of us once were in that, in that world. In the world, they he, amen, those that are worldly, hear worldly people. They follow the world because they know that voice. But those that are spiritual follow the spiritual voice. Glory to God. A big, a lot of people in a building don't mean that it's spiritual. Sometimes it's worldly, and worldly folks go to hear worldly news. Glory to God. Amen. Worldly charm blinds the eyes of men. It blinds their eyes. Worldliness has a blinding effect. That sinfulness that comes in the world has a disorientating effect. Amen, where we can't get our bearing. Where are we going? What am I doing? What am I here for? Amen, it, it, it generates a purposeless type feeling where, uh, you know, we just don't know what's next. And, uh, you know, I, I've been to church, but I, I, I didn't get nothing out of that. That's because, amen, the person is disorientated. It's, it's, amen, it's been deceived by the riches of sin and, and by the allure that it brings. Amen, the charm and the power, but it's deadly. It's deadly. It brings blindness. It brings, amen, short-sightedness. Amen, you're disorientated. Don't know what direction the church is going. Not do, No direction the Holy Spirit is going. Confused about your own direction. Praise God. But revival breaks that. Breaks that. It breaks that and brings you to a new life, a fresh start. Amen, puts us on time. Give us a download. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen, so we can be current in God. Revival breaks that and brings us to a place of being current in God. Thank you, Lord. The last thing is revival breaks the deceptive power of the desire and passions of the world. It breaks that desire. It breaks that deceptive power and that desire. It breaks that. It, bre- it Amen. It brings us back to it. It wipes away all of that muck and mire. Praise God and gives us a fresh, amen, smell. Gives us a fresh understanding of God again, amen, so that we can press forward without all that hindrance and all of that worldly foolishness, amen, in our life. Praise the name of the Lord. So the timing, let's talk about that. The timing of the Lord is absolutely amazing. God's timing is impeccable. Glory to God, amen. And so this season of revival is coming on the heels of uh, a pandemic, Amen. That took many lives. This season of revival is on the heels of, and even in the midst of, amen, now that I think about it, this pandemic, amen, there was some additional deaths that happened that was not even associated with COVID. Praise God. And we are uh, seeing a serious increase in wickedness in the world and seeing, but what sin abound, grace does much more on the heels of all of this that are going on with the church. We weren't meeting as we have been. Praise God. We were meeting reserved and with all of the limitations before we could get vaccinated and all of this thing that is happening. Amen. The church kept getting more and more lazy and disconnected. And, and, you know, we tried our best with all of the technology and all of that. But none of that really uh, helped the church. I mean, mean, that, that, that kept us communicated but not empowered. Amen. You can't lay hands on nobody, amen, and pray for them over the phone. Glory to God, amen. I guess God could do it, but amen, that, that wasn't really going on a lot that i see. Praise God, amen. So this is definitely a time for revival, <laughs> amen. It's like an end time. It's, a, it's like a time where God, we are making ready, uh, amen, prepare the people for the coming of the Lord, amen. And so if this is the season that we end, praise God. And so this is God's set time to revive us to our original God-given purpose. This is God's keros time. This is his set time. Praise God. This is a, a turning, a shifting, in a new era in the church. This is this is something we have not seen before in this generation. Amen. And we're about to experience something absolutely Phenomenal, but we got to work in. We got to work with what the Lord is doing. We got to be. We got to be in with God. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, so there are other things that happening, and then I got to close. Praise God. The, amen. Hebrews, the second chapter, verse uh, chapter chapter one verse. I guess chapter two, verse one. We'll just go that far. Praise God. Uh, and this is an issue that we have to be very conscious of. It says, therefore, we must give the most earnest heed to the things that we have heard, least we drift away. But if the word spoken through angels prove steadfast and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how will we escape if we neglect so a great salvation, which was first spoken by the Lord, amen, and was confirmed to us, amen, by us through those who heard him, God also bearing witness both signs, wonders, and various miracles, gifts of the spirit according to his will. Every, Amen. Anytime God validates his move and his assigned uh, people, amen, it comes with gifts of the spirit. It comes with signs, wonders, and miracles. It comes with power. Amen. Glory to God. When God prepared to elevate Joshua in the sight of the people, Amen. The power of God was manifested by, Amen. The causing the Jordan River to rise up in in a heap. When God wants to validate a move and a man, Amen. It's accompanied by the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. If you don't you don't see the power, check it, Amen. Something's wrong. Either the move is wrong or the man is wrong. And I'm saying that in the neuter term, male and female. Glory to God, Amen. God validates His move. He validates the person that is in charge of that move or one of his uh, assigned ones to a movement by the power of the Lord on their lives. When you see the manifestation of the power of God, it's the right person, it's the right time. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Give the most earnest heed. Amen. At least we drift. Drifting. Drifting. It's dangerous because it's subtle. Amen. It's cunning. It's subtle. Different between falling and drifting. Falling is so abrupt. You can't help but to notice it. But but that drifting, that drifting is not that type of feel. It's so slight. It's so ever subtle. Amen. Sin will always disorientate you and cause you not to be able to feel the fact you're drifting. Amen. Before you know it, you're going over the waterfall 30 miles down the river. Why? Because you just kept drifting and did not know how bad the drifting was. Amen. You want to know how bad drifting is? Start your way back to your original landmark and you'll see how far away we'll really have become. Amen. It's a journey. Not many uh, want to, not many, many want to embrace the road to salvation and restoration. Amen. It's a road, it's only one step at a time. There are no elevators in the kingdom, only, only steps. Amen. Only steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Praise God. Amen. So the first thing we have to be conscious of, prayer, amen, drifting. Prayer makes us conscious of where our soul is. Prayer makes me conscious. When I'm in the presence of God, I say, oh, wait a minute, bogus. You, you, you don't, know, you, 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 I feel, I feel myself not in line with what God placed me. Amen, prayer does. Prayer and fasting will bring up, okay, I'm way off. Let me get back where I'm supposed to be. Amen. There's something in our human nature that caused, man to drift. And so we have to be conscious of the fact of what we're doing, where we are, what we are doing. Glory to God. There, We have to be conscious of that. The other thing and the last thing we have to deal with, amen, is the fact of being drawn away. Praise God. There are demonic forces that purpose to tempt us through sin and draw us away from the approval of God, the power of God. God says, amen, this to, uh, when uh, Cain was wroth with God, with Abel, he says, if you do good, will you not be accepted? And if you don't do good, sin is lying at the door and his desire is to overtake you. 1 John said, Why did Cain kill Abel? The third chapter, because his deeds were wicked and his brother was righteousness. Praise God. And so, amen, there's a there are demons wanting to, amen, desire to shipwreck our faith. Praise God. Let's get to this text. James, the first chapter, verse 13 through 16. And this is my last place. says, let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God. God does not tempt by God. A man does not tempt by evil, nor does himself tempt anyone. God is not tempting you with evil. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Drawn away from where? To what? Drawn away from where? To what? Drawn away from God's presence, God's purpose, God's work in your life. Drawn away. Working in God's field, putting your shovel, putting your pickaxe down to be drawn away from, at that point, the work ceases because we have been enticed. Amen, we've been enticed. Verse 13, then when desire is conceived, it brings, it gives, amen, to birth to sin. When sin is fully, glory to God, when sin has its full, its field, it gives birth, amen, to death. And what is death? Death is just simply the separation of life. And that life is found in God. So sin disconnects us. There's a disconnecting effect of sin. Praise God that sin has in its DNA. Praise the name of the Lord. So amen. We are in this season of amen coming. and It is getting stronger and stronger. But in order for us, praise God, to maximize the moment, be on the cutting edge, the front end, as pioneers of the movement of God, we have to be conscious, amen, according to praise God, first John, we I mean first Peter, sober and vigilant, praise God. We must know exactly what God is saying and get in that, amen. How to operate in the time that we're that we're in. And it starts with repentance, it starts with humility, it starts with just in our prayer, in our fasting, seeking God, just simply asking, where am I? Where's the church? And what next? Which way are we supposed to go? What do we supposed to do? It's a level of humility. One of the one of the most deviant things you can do in this hour to shipwreck your faith is act like you know what you're doing all the time. Amen. Just be as a spirit of pride. Act like you just got it already without prayer, without fasting, that's what I'm talking about, without seeking God. Amen. This is the hour, beloved. God is sick of folks who already know what they're doing. Thank you, Father. These sick of folks that are just already know it and they're not seeking him for anything. So this is the this is where we are. This is where we're gonna be barking on, amen. Uh, how to usher in revival, and we're gonna be talking a lot about the power, the move of the Holy Spirit, because he is the only agent. Amen, released by God to Christ. Amen. To give us all things. Amen. All things come by the Spirit. He's the only agent that's sent from God. Amen. Christ said, I'm not going to leave you orphans, but I'm going to send you, amen, some help. And the things that are mine that God gave me, I'm going to give them to you through the Spirit. He is the only official agent, amen, from heaven to operate in the earth realm. Everything else is a liar, a thief, and a robber. He is the only governing agent in the earth realm. Is the, it's the man, He is the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of promise. Glory to God that the Father has sent through his Son. Amen. These three operating in one. Glory. So let us stay in touch. Let us stay intact with the Spirit of God through prayer, through fasting, through powerful fellowship. Pray, amen. As we turn the corner, as we accelerate in this time of revival in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, teach us teach us how to walk in step with you. Help us to usher in this season of revival. Give us eyes to hear Eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mouth to speak and to declare your word, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us not be deceived by the by the lure of sin. Let us not, Father God, be a mouthpiece of the devil, but that we will be your ambassadors, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. Give us an understanding of your kingdom, an understanding of your kingdom, of your reign and rule in the heart in the mind of men that we may be established in you like never before. We bless you, Father. We magnify you in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray that no one under the sound of my voice that will miss this time, whether you're hearing it now or later, that they will miss it, but everyone will get in the right time, get in the flow, Father God, and bless you as we're going along. We give you praise. We give you thanks for what you're doing. The revivals in this time, the revivals to purpose and destiny. In the name of Jesus Christ, we bless you and we thank you. Amen.